0: The following program is recorded content created by The Truth Network.
1: Wake up, everyone. It's time for The Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at
2: 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at the stevenobleshow.com And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. I mentioned it yesterday. I'll mention it again just to set the table properly. Uh, this is one of those days when usually my uh, sense of humor is fully engaged here on the show. And usually I'm p- pretty playful. Uh, but not every day and not every subject uh, calls for that, nor, nor should it allow for it. And certainly today, <clears throat> we are down one of those roads again as we're going to be discussing Uh, really kind of coming back from, uh, and I know that, and I don't want that to come across the wrong way. I'm not trying to belittle anything. Coming back from, recovering from, moving forward from domestic abuse, which, uh, of course, our friend Joy Forrest is back in the house. Lauren Rose is both here from uh, Call to Peace Ministries, and uh, thank you, ladies, for being back. Joy, you mentioned that. The big, actually, the largest group of PTSD survivors out there in America today, I think all of us would assume, it's soldiers, but it's actually not.
1: Yeah, it would be victims of domestic abuse. So, uh, there was a study done by the National Center for PTSD Studies in Hawaii back in the 1990s, and that—that's what they discovered about. Uh, at least 80% or more of victims of domestic violence. And this doesn't have to be physical harm. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about emotional abuse, verbal abuse, um, things like that, that over 80% of those survivors have complex post-traumatic stress. So back then they just called it PTSD. So now what we've discovered a different kind of post-traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. And this is one that's like, it builds up over time. So little instances that just lead to the same symptoms that you'll see in a soldier coming back from war, but more that it also Mm -hmm. damages their view of themselves and their view of God.
2: Do do most, and and again, I think what, 95% of people dealing with domestic abuse are women. There are some men, but the vast majority are women.
1: Right, I would say closer to ninety now. We are seeing more, more men that wow. are victims. A lot of that is same-sex relationships. Yeah. So, yep, yep. Um,
2: Very so. high instance there. Uh, you can read those statistics for yourself. That is not a homophobic statement. That is just a statement of reality where we tend to play on this show. But um, do and I and I usually end up asking some of the same questions again. Do a lot of women and some men that are survivors of domestic abuse in all of its various forms, are they aware of the fact that they have PTSD of this type or are they completely unaware of that? Is that like news to them? They know they have something, they just can't quantify it.
0: I would say most are unaware. Most are unaware they're even being abused. Um, Usually they go into their therapist office with complaints of depression, anxiety. Um, I feel like I can never be good enough um, mm. trying to earn love is usually how it's masked and then as they start digging in deeper they realize there's something much more um, deeper going on within them than just anxiety
2: yeah so this is a, a massive problem again the website and I always want to make sure you know this as we go through this uh, hour with joy and Lauren called to peace org is the website called ed okay called to peace Dot org uh, A number of different ways that you can engage here, whether you're the victim of domestic abuse or want to be a part of that solution and help or get trained and come out of it because Lauren and Joy both share that in their background. And so uh, also just make sure we talk about the fact that the retreat is coming up uh, April 27th, which is a big deal. This this should sound a little bit for For people that are trying to get past the domestic abuse in their lives, something like this should sound a little bit like heaven on earth, because a lot of them, I assume, don't even know that this is an option.
0: Yes, and it's so nice. I think survivors find it so amazing to walk into a room. Um, So many times when you're victims of domestic abuse, you feel like you have to over explain, which is a symptom of trauma. Always explaining why you're Mm -hmm. making this choice, or why you had to leave, or why you had to do this. They just walk in there and they sense that everybody else um, has been through what they've been through. They feel safe. And they feel like they have a connection. They don't have to explain or anything. They're just loved and accepted as they are. And that is just huge. Um, Community is a huge part of healing. You're not made to heal in isolation.
2: That is huge. Yeah, that's great. So we're going to talk about that throughout the hour, uh, the retreat coming up April 27th, where and when and how they get involved with that. But generally, Joy, how how do we want to kind of encapsulate the time we're going to spend together in terms of our focus today?
1: Well, I think that we want to talk about the retreat, but we want to talk about healing in general. And so that is one of our main missions at Call to Peace Ministries. Uh, we have support groups that are actually scripture-based. Um, there are support groups at domestic violence shelters, and, and they, they can lead to some healing. Uh, but I truly believe that God is the healer. And in mm-hmm. my own healing process, it was uh, it was scripture, um, his spirit, and meditation on the word that brought my healing um But it it wasn't an easy process because I didn't know the facts. So we have what we call trauma-informed and domestic violence-informed support groups. So that means that we can help people define what the problem is. I mean, I read Scripture day in and day out when I got out of my abuse, but I I still couldn't define what was happening to me. What Lauren said is so true. I didn't even call it abuse yet. Mm. I thought he couldn't help it, that he was just out of control, and it was like some mental illness making him do it the bottom line, it was a domestic violence. And I had to see, uh, the worldly model that that the power and control wheel that I've shown you so many times really probably helped save my life. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first step is admitting the truth. Jesus says the truth will set you free. That's right. And I, that includes the ugly truth of what happened before you can apply God's beautiful truth.
2: Yeah. And that, and you've shared that in your story multiple times, Lauren, when you've shared your story, the same thing. You just, you're like, uh, you don't want to call it that you don't want to think it's that, Mm -hmm. uh, there's all kinds of bizarre and sad things mentally that occur in the in the mind of the victim. And so you, that, that's why I'm glad you mentioned the process. And it is a process. What does healing look like in terms of the end goal? So when somebody that – and you know as well as I do. You know better than I do because of the amount of, of women and some men that suffer from this. They don't even know what does healing look like. Like what is like what's my life going to look like? Where am I going to get to when I go through the process? What does a a healed person for domestic abuse look like? What's life like for them?
0: I would say it's more in your thinking. Um, For me, I used to always imagine what would it feel like to be healed and whole. Um, I began in a therapy process 10 years ago. um, And for me, 10 years later, working through that, to me, it's my thinking. I think differently about God. I think differently about myself. I feel confident. I don't feel fear and anxiety anymore. And that is a healing a continual process. Mm. It doesn't just happen overnight or it's not an end point It is always being renewed in the inner man and um, coming to undo lies that you believed about yourself um, through abuse.
2: Real quick, Joy, what would you add to that?
1: Um, For me, healing um, included no longer being triggered by Mm -hmm. the things that had triggered me in the past. So I had terrible post-traumatic stress symptoms. Lauren did as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I no longer get triggered like I was before. Freedom. Sounds like freedom. Mm -hmm. We'll
2: unpack that. We're Mm -hmm. talking to Joy and Lauren from Called to Peace. Called to Peace Ministries, called to peace.org. This is Steve Noble. Very important to share this. Listen for yourself. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, talking today about healing, finding some freedom and some forward momentum from domestic abuse. And again, domestic abuse, don't just think uh, black and blue and a and a fat lip and a bleeding nose there 's way more to domestic abuse than just the physical side that 's the part that 's most obvious, but there 's a whole lot more going on there than just that and that 's why years ago joy joy 's here from Call the Peace Ministries and Lauren as well. Uh, when you showed me that power and control wheel that that really kind of opened up my mind to understand that abuse is a whole lot more than what one individual can do to another individual uh, physically there 's so much more going on there with uh, time and children and economics and uh, just kind of a power play verbally and who, who makes all the decisions, all that kind of stuff. There's so much to that. So the power and control wheel is very helpful. But today we're talking about the uh, retreat that's coming up, which if it, like, all right, Lauren, let me just, since we're talking about the retreat coming up on April 27th for Call to Peace Ministries, where is it? How long is it? And then I want to ask about who should go.
0: Yes. Well, it is April 27th through the 30th, which is a Thursday through a Sunday in Black Mountain, North Carolina, Beautiful, which is right outside of Asheville. So it's at the Ridgecrest Conference Center. Nice, So it's going to be beautiful and fun. Um, And so the people that we recommend coming are survivors of domestic abuse, but not only that, but are those who are interested in helping women who've been through domestic abuse. We have several sessions there for women that desire to work with women that have experience this and walk alongside them so we call them people helpers in our world Um, so for people helpers we're going to be talking having a mini um, what we call protect the flock training which is a training we do for church leaders we'll be having sessions on how to avoid burnout if you're helping women how to um, a calming presence helps a woman in all different things like that and then also we'll be having uh, workshops for women that have experienced abuse so they can experience healing
2: yeah, we were talking about joy, but before we hit the break, what does freedom and healing look like? And you mentioned it's a process, but what what are some of the what are the, some of the, the sunrises that you experience along the way as you begin to find healing and move forward in that?
1: For me, um, it would be like a revelation. So when we live with abuse, we start to believe lies. We believe lies that our abusers told us, and we believe lies that we tell ourselves. So for me, it was I quoted, "God hates divorce." to myself so many times that yeah. I started believing that God hated divorce more than he loved me. Mm-hmm. And I would have never voiced that. I was yeah. still a very active Christian teaching ladies, Bible studies and working with youth group. And yeah, you church. don't want to say
2: that too loudly you in know, a lot of conservative n- church. Circles. Right.
1: But for me, it was recognizing the things that I had started to believe that were untrue and then countering them with truth. Mm-hmm. And so every time I would, I would have these huge revelations, and for the longest time, I mean, actually my ex-husband and I went through this program that was uh, based on um, helping couples who had experienced domestic abuse, not necessarily together, but we did go together, um, because there was nothing from a Christian perspective back then. This was 1995. And when we went in this, I heard one of the teachers saying, we tell ourselves lies. We, there are lies that we believe that keep us dysfunctional because dysfunctional was a big word back in the nineties. And so my husband at the time, he could come up with all sorts of lies that he believed and I just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And so finally I realized one day that when my parents got divorced, it hurt me so much. I thought I will never divorce because people who divorce, um, just don't try hard enough my dad walked mm. away wouldn't try and so I realized here I am holding myself hostage because of a hurt I had in my past not not even based on truth I mean God's word had even told me I had biblical grounds but, you know not even you know there was adultery too and so um, it was it was very freeing so that was an aha moment for me but there were a lot of little aha moments where revelation came in and I realized oh there's another lie I believed here's another one and as soon as I, you know, the more I started believing God's truth and versus my lies or the lies that I told myself yeah. or whatever, um, that is when freedom and joy came back into my life.
2: Yeah. Cause there's gotta be, and I'm glad you're using the word revelation and I'm sure the same was true for you, Lauren and, and Nina on Facebook live was sharing that in terms of just this process that you don't really know. I would imagine when you first start trying to come out of it and you're going to find some safety and. And get out of there in one way or another. You don't, I'm sure you're not aware of how many lies you actually think are truths. Mm -hmm. So it's like deprogramming. You have to be Mm deprogrammed.
0: Yes, for me, it was definitely my relationship with God um, that suffered the most. Um, And they were talking with Joy. I just felt like for me, Christianity, what I had come to believe was makes men abusive and so I began to view God as abusive um, obviously these things aren't true but the word of God had been used so heavily against against me, you yeah to control me that I interpreted this is how God views me God he must hate me um, and so for me it was understanding the sufferings of Christ and that he was killed on the cross by religious leaders and so that he could identify with those who misuse scripture to cruelly hurt another person uh, and that was hugely healing for me in my relationship with Jesus was just being able to reconnect with him because yeah. it was a wall between me and God. And I, I was afraid to pray. Yeah, Sorry, Joy. I got one more. Uh,
1: and when we were believing those lies, a lot of times we think we're being biblical. Mm. And so the other lie I believed was that submission meant total obedience, blind obedience to my husband. No matter what. And the more I bowed down to him, the more power he got and to the point that he had more power in my life than God. I filtered all my thoughts through what he would how he would react. And so that is not what submission means at all. And it empowered his sin. Mm. So yeah, a lot of things to learn. So many
2: things twisted. Yes. Uh, And and you guys were in a Christian context Mm -hmm. when all this is happening. And then uh, just, and you've said this so many times, joy, since the very first time you were on the show in terms of our preoccupation is with the marriage. God didn't, Jesus didn't die on a cross to save marriage. You on a across to save individuals. Marriage is a part of the story, but the, the, your marriage is not more important than you are.
1: Right.
2: But in the church, I could completely understand why you would think it was, mm-hmm. uh, because we we we're we're so anti the easy divorce culture that we make an idol out of marriage to the exclusion of the literal safety of somebody made in the image of God. Amen. Yes.
1: Yep.
2: And I think that's really most people just. I think that's part of our. We we're screwed up that way. We don't understand that, at the front of our minds. But you can certainly see it in practice, yeah, because well, that's like, well, you got to save the marriage. Uh, I'm being abused every day. What do you? Can yeah. we? Do we really need to talk about the marriage first? No, set that aside. Let's just take care of this person. Kind of like the, the
1: Pharisees' mentality about the Sabbath, right? Right. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Man was made for the Sabbath, not the, not vice yes. versa. Right. You get into all of that stuff. Uh, And so in this process, again, I want to make sure people understand. I I want uh, people out there that, by the way, anybody can go to this. Yes, right, anybody, the retreat absolutely. April twenty seventh. It's so a we'll
0: women's retreat.
2: It's a women's yeah. retreat. No, 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 yes,
0: sorry. Right, yes. that was a trick question. Thank you, Joy. We're just trying so to no, help. No, if you're man, you are a we're just trying come. to help
2: <laughs> the youth. We're trying to, we're trying to the older are trying to bless the younger. We girls. will
1: have some men there, but they're like either <laughs> presenters, right. or they're Coming right. with their wives or something.
2: But right. Yes. Got right. it. Right. Okay, so primarily, uh, and I want people to understand uh, women because women are ladies. you're the ones we're inviting, guys. If you are in this situation, by the way, because I want to make sure we don't. Uh, gloss over that because i i know somebody that i know and love mm-hmm. a male who is definitely abused mm. okay oh, yeah. and so i i never want to gloss over that so if you're a man that is in this realm of abuse you're not being glossed over today what i want you to do and what you need to do is go to called dot to org. okay called to org, <clears throat> and start the process what's the first thing they click on when they get there
0: um, I would recommend join us and go. Well, if they think they're in abuse, I would recommend go to join us and request an advocate. Yep. Uh, that would be the first step.
2: And start to get some help. There's and we're some- going to unpack that. I want to ask about because you got a quick escape button on here. I want to ask a couple things about the website because I want to make sure people go there if they can't get to the retreat. But if you can't get to the retreat, you should be. At the... You're like. Oh. <laughs> it's good. Don't it's that way. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> You're in friendly I mean, territory, Lauren. Everything's going to be glad fine. You can hear Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble show talking about uh, finding some help and uh, being a survivor of domestic abuse and finding some healing and some freedom. Uh, so we're also talking about the retreat coming up on April 27th in Black Mountain, which is absolutely beautiful. Uh, actually, my wife and I have considered a, uh, buying a house in Black Mountain and eventually moving to Black Mountain. It's just a beautiful area in the mountains of North Carolina, so I can't think of a better setting to go somewhere and find some healing uh, at the foot of the cross and with other people that understand what you've been through because they've been through it themselves. I mentioned, uh, and we'll get back to Joy and Lauren here in just a second, called the Peace Ministries, the power and control wheel, just so that you can understand, have a more um, holistic understanding of Domestic abuse because it's a lot more than just the physical side of it. So using intimidation, making him or her afraid by using looks, actions, gestures, smashing things, destroying property abusing pets, so on and so forth, using emotional abuse, putting him or her down, making her or himself feel bad about themselves, calling them names, making them think they're crazy, that's gaslighting, using isolation, controlling what he or she does, who she talks to, what she reads, so on and so forth, minimizing, denying, and blaming, using the children, uh, using quote-unquote male privilege, using economic abuse, Preventing her from getting or keeping a job, making uh, her ask for money, giving her an allowance, things like that. And then using coercion and threats, making or carrying out threats to do something to hurt him. Uh, And then also times, don't they threaten to hurt themselves? Oh, yes. Uh, Once again, uh, power and control. And that's all what's tied up into domestic abuse. So you might not have bruises on your body, but that doesn't mean you're not being abused. And you have to be. And obviously, I say this, I think, every time. Uh, we're not falling into, uh, the camp that says everything is abuse, but a yes. lot more things are abused than what you think okay. they might be. So you got to be careful with that as well. But Joy, give us uh just a general update if you would, please on the ministry itself. I think the first time we did radio together, I, I think I was out at Southeastern, wasn't I? Mm-hmm. We're, so that was probably five or six years ago, maybe.
1: Maybe around 2017, just about six. And yeah. things
2: have just continued to grow. It's really amazing. I wish the the growth weren't needed, but it is. That's why it's happening. But God is blessing it and using it. So, tell us about what's going on at Call to Peace because it's pretty amazing.
1: Well, it is. Uh, it's extremely amazing to me because I've been doing this work so long, and you know, just even reading the comments about how the church has mishandled abuse in the past mm-hmm. and. Um, one of the most exciting things that's happened in Call to Peace uh, ministry this year is that we, well, we started a church partnership program a couple of years back, maybe three years ago and this year we have a guy a pastor who is basically heading that up dan beck and we have been reaching out to churches and doing trainings with them and now they're asking us they're inviting us in we don't have to go out and look for them so things have changed quite a bit and so far already in uh 2023 we've we've done i think nine protect the flock trainings and we've reached 54 churches all across the nation so i was out in tacoma doing one back Mm. in february And there was a room full of pastors and church leaders, and I just never thought I'd see the day that happened. So things are changing, and that's very exciting. We continue to have our support groups um, online and in person, and um, we always have a waiting list for those online groups. um, But please get on it. Sometimes you can get in pretty quickly, and other times there's a wait because you don't have one that fits your schedule. Um, We have advocates that are available to work with survivors, so we have volunteer advocates here across the country and even in some foreign nations Mm -hmm. and so i think last year we worked with people from the high 40s i'm not quite sure 47 states and 10 foreign nations Mm -hmm. and so we are we're all over the place um but what's so amazing about it to me is that these programs that we've put in place the support groups the advocacy And the church partnership as a whole are really helping women who are in situations. I had a lady at our retreat last year come up to me and say, called to peace, saved my life. And I said, well, that's awesome. then she said, no, let me tell you how. She said, first of all, my church was not getting it. They were making it into a marriage problem and they were blaming me for a lot of what Mm -hmm. was going on. And so Dan came in and talked to my pastors, and they recognized what was happening, and they changed their response. And then I had an advocate to help me out through my court processes, um, and that was a lifesaver. And then the support group gave me the knowledge and the community that I needed to grow and move forward. So it's real, and I would, holy smokes, Lord. but well, she, <laughs> she stopped. She stopped. She Her eyes filled with tears, wow. and she hugged me, and she said, basically, you saved my life. And I thought, wow. Because wow. at first when she said that, I thought, sure. But when right, right. just said how Hyperbole. it happened. Yeah. I thought the Lord is doing an amazing work. It's his work. It is not even ours. I can't even take credit for any of it because it's beyond what anything I could have imagined. And, of
2: course, with all of that, uh, you need advocates, you need volunteers, and you yes. need funding. Yes. yes. Always. That's yes. just yes. always part of the deal.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, because the one thing that didn't double this year was our funding. Our fundi- funding only grew by about – Ten percent. Yeah. In the years past, it's always doubled. So the economy. Gives, oh, yeah. It's a big hit. takes
2: a real toll. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. right. So, uh, Lauren, back to the retreat. I love this. He makes all things new. And just if, if you're if you're experiencing domestic abuse, just meditate on that just for a second. Wouldn't that be an answer to prayer? Uh, he makes all things new called the Peace Ministries retreat. Uh, after the trauma of abuse, we may find ourselves feeling shattered and longing for love more than ever before. And that's probably the four-letter word that's going to show up the most uh, that weekend of April 27th. Yes. you will be loved there.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and, and something I was thinking of, too, when you're talking about kind of going into this of the retreat is you're talking about the power and control will and how it's mostly not – Um, physical abuse which is true but we're now finding according to science emotional abuse is physical abuse Mm. it impacts the spirit and the bible shows that a downcast spirit can cause so many physical manifestations it causes anxiety it causes depression it causes migraines uh uh what is the other one I'm thinking of for autoimmune autoimmune disorder wow. and several other things and respiratory I mean it
2: it manifests itself throughout your body yeah, body best, mind social, and spirit right, all of absolutely.
0: it absolutely yes and as women find healing a lot of times their autoimmune disorder clears up their hmm. anxiety depression clears up and so many other things and they're physically able to enjoy a better quality of life yeah and so um at this retreat we want to approach the healing from a whole person perspective um you know the bible talks about it's the body soul and spirit so we are going to be approaching it from the spirit of who does God say that we are Elise Fitzpatrick will be a speaker there. So I am really excited to hear her session and she'll be talking about our identity in Christ and how understanding our core identity is, is huge and healing and moving forward. And then we will have um, workshops um, that people do that kind of, help us find different avenues that we can find healing and release because we know the body holds on to trauma. And so there's ways that you can tap into that. Maybe it's movement, maybe it's art, maybe it's worship or gardening, but finding ways that you can tap into that to bring out things that are deep inside and find God's love um, through those as those things surface out. So um, I'm excited to see Tasha all the. Layton. Oh, yes. Tasha Layton is coming. Um, she's, and she's
2: singing, right?
0: Yes. She's she, doing a concert for us. Wow. Yes. Her own private concert is at 8 p.m. on Saturday night. I am so thrilled. That's awesome. Um, she is a singer of It's Gonna Be Okay Into the Sea. Um, so that should be really awesome to see her there. Yeah,
2: really powerful. T- talk about just the value of community there. Because so many people suffer in isolation. And not uh, obviously that that expands far beyond domestic abuse. But I think especially in domestic abuse, a lot of people suffer in isolation. And so talk about just the value of coming together with, in this case, with other women that have all walked a mile in each other's shoes
0: yes and also that's supported now by brain science is that when you show compassion to somebody you rewire their neurological pathways in their brain and bring healing Mm -hmm. and so we are like I mentioned we are not made to walk this alone we are created for community we're created to give and receive love to other people and so i think for a lot of women just being there and feeling loved Mm
2: -hmm. you know when
0: somebody's judging you you know when you feel rejected and you know people don't have to say that you sense it and coming there where they can feel embraced And feel loved and we have prayer partners there that are there to pray with women at any time they need it so just having somebody there to pray with you or an advocate just to run to talk to or um, another friend uh, there is one woman that we wrote a story about on our blog Um, you can check it out she came um, was a scholarship attendee and on the last day she met um, two women that lived 20 minutes from her area and they both connected they started doing divorce care together and now they're in our advocacy course and they're all going to become advocates um, because they want to be able to give back to other women um, and be able to walk with other women same as call to peace was there for them yeah joy there was another story that i love
1: there was a woman who came who had experienced so much abuse in her life she could not hug anybody she was triggered anytime time somebody tried to hug her She met up, her counselor actually came to the retreat and uh, somebody, you know, a couple of other people she knew. But the first day her her counselor said, can you give me a hug? And she tried and it just, she couldn't do it. By the last day, she gave her the longest, deepest hug, right? So Hmm. she said that there was enough healing that she could go from that. Um, not being able to be touched at all to being able to receive a hug. And that was huge for her. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was just really special. So we heard so many stories like that. What
2: what was it like for you, Joy, the first time you started to encounter other women? Just think about that because we're up against the break. But as you started to walk into a community of other women that could understand where you were coming from, I'm going to talk about the value of that. Uh, And then we'll continue to talk about the retreat costs, all kinds of stuff involved with that. Uh, called to peaceorg is the website for called to peace Ministries. called to peace that's T-O, called2Peace.org. I've got the links up for the retreat on Rumble and Facebook Live. We'll be right back. I woke up this morning. Uh, it's okay. I heard Are we the up? News, I know the pain of a heartbreak. Welcome back. at Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show, talking to our friends at Called to Peace Ministries today. Joy Forrest is here as well as Lauren Rose and uh, talking about the upcoming retreat, which is the uh, the weekend of April 27th in beautiful Black Mountain, North Carolina. And uh, you might live in the area or close to the area, and that uh, that's one way to do it, or you can still stay on site. They're expecting about 400 women will be there. They have about 85 slots left. And then the cost, Lauren, is just based on whether they stay on site or maybe they live close by or they stay in a different hotel. But uh, tell us about that real quick. And then I want to get back into what we were starting to talk about, Joy, before we hit the break. So just talk about kind of the nuts and bolts of getting registered, yes. how much it costs, stuff like that.
0: So the registration fee is 250 until the end of this month. And it that goes includes up. food? Yes. And that goes up to $300 after um, March 31st. Um, we do have some rooms that are available on site. They are bunk rooms. Our hotel-style rooms have a wait list, but the bunk rooms with three to a room is 43 a night, or five to a room is 26 a night. Um, then we have also several hotels in the area that are giving discounts to people that yeah. are wanting to um, stay there. As and far. how many? How
2: many stay overnights do you have to do? Two.
0: Um, Thursday night. Thursday Friday night, Friday night, night and Saturday, Saturday night. So three nights. And
2: Sunday. Okay. So all that information, again, is at the website, and if you go to call dot org and look up at the top, it's just an events button. Click on the 2023 uh, retreat, and you'll find all that information there. There's a registration uh, <clears throat> button as well, so it's nice and easy to dig into that. Uh, but, Joy, I was asking you before we hit the break about what it was like for you because we were talking about the value of community. Uh, And you quipped during the commercial break (laughs) (laughs) that community is really what gave birth to all this stuff uh, in terms of called them peace, (laughs) lack of community. So uh, color me ignorant as usual. That's my favorite color, apparently. Uh, But to kind of go back to that, because once you started to swerve into and found community, what was that like for you? Before that even led to organization and, and what happened with the ministry itself. But just that as an individual, when all of a sudden you find out you're not alone.
1: Right. So where where I was living, I was living in a small rural town um, in Virginia, and I could not find anybody who had experienced what I was going through. People encouraged me to go to the domestic violence shelter up in Richmond, but I was hesitant because I thought that it was run by a bunch of feminazis, and they're going to tell me i got to get a divorce. So. I wouldn't go to that Um, so I really was not able to find anybody who understood the closest thing was a woman who was uh, helping lead a Bible study I was in and she had a sister who had gone through it and she says I don't know what to tell you but my sister's done this Mm. and that was helpful but that was all I had at that point as far as um, a connection with somebody who got domestic abuse and then when I moved back to North Carolina I ended up getting into a small Sunday school class for women and don't you know, I mean, I started telling my story, and as I did, they were coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. And man. then that led to ministry. So I ended up teaching a Sunday school class, and I would say that probably two thirds of my class were survivors of domestic abuse. Wow. And so I wrote all these lessons is for them. Is that because
2: they knew what your deal was? Because and they so knew. Because there's going to be others talking, there. Right,
1: because most people don't talk about it, especially back then. This is 25, 26 wow, yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, as I started talking about it, people started coming. And and so, as that was happening, I started writing these lessons for the people in my Sunday school class uh, keys to healing, things that happened for me that helped me find healing. And they were all from the scripture. Um, and the truths that I had discovered one, number one, it was like, how do you see God? So uh, like, how clear is your vision or being blind and not seeing who God truly is because of what you've been through. And so those um, lessons that I started writing for my Sunday school class back in 1990 have turned into the curriculum for my support group mm. now or our support group. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that, and that, and that also shows up in the book called the peace. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's all in there. Yeah. And that's the, that's the great thing about that is that's, that's a book that, well, you tell me, How, how women that have read Called to Peace, the book itself, which is also available on the website, uh, how do they react to that?
1: Most of them, um, well, first of all, I have to say, I wrote the book that I couldn't find and I wanted when I was going through it. It's, I wanted a it's book. very important. Yeah. I wanted a book where I could see somebody had gone through it and come out victoriously and not dishonored God and just held on to him and Um, But, you know, when I was looking at Christian literature, it was all about going bow down to your husband. (laughs) So I wrote that book. Um, And and so it it tells a little bit. It tells my story in the first part of the book. But the second part is talking about keys to healing. And I've had a lot of people say how powerful that book is and a lot of survivors. And again, it's it's because of what God did. Right. Um, And a lot of survivors have said, I bought that book, and then I buy extra copies, and I give to anybody I know who's in abuse. So it continues to sell after all these years, and it's because, word of mouth, I don't do anything to to promote it very well. I'm not a good promoter at all, and um, yet it sells more copies every single year, and it's because people like that. Or handing it out yeah, to others yeah. because it's, and it's a short easy read mm-hmm. for people who have post traumatic stress. And
2: also an audiobook version.
1: Yes, now. That yes. Our friend Lynn Lynn did, did. yes. Right. That's right. <laughs> and
2: and I would counter you on the I'm not a good promoter thing because yeah. there was no way I was ever not going to have you on the show. Oh, but yeah because you didn't give me a choice and well, that, that was that pretty was effective not for my book that was for the ministry no i know i know i'm just teasing you throw a little barb your way joy i haven't been in here in a while i gotta
1: i will promote the ministry all
2: day long. <laughs> oh yeah i know praise the lord for that lauren reed did you want to add something to that to the book anything you want
0: <laughs> yes well i actually did the book um the workbook five years ago when i met joy and i found it hugely helpful in my life and um, i think that was yeah, part of the way I was able to reconnect with yeah. God was being able to process through the lies and process through forgiveness and what does that look like and what does it mean. And I think so many times in the Christian circles we're taught forgiveness is um, reconciliation. reconciliation. Yeah. But actually forgiveness is for us and God. That's it right. frees us and sets us free to be able to love him and not be able to keep that person as a prisoner in our own minds. And so I really appreciate that aspect Which of it.
2: Which is a really important point. Forgiveness is uh, – uh, I can forgive you and still maintain a healthy distance from you. I don't yes. even have to have an active relationship with you, right. mm-hmm. uh, but I can forgive you. And forgiveness is about the one offering forgiveness. I'm, I'm not responsible for what the other person does with it, uh, but I am responsible with my uh, offer of forgiveness to anybody and everybody because that's a direct result of my salvation. So how can yes. a Christian be unforgiving? And oftentimes we think you're doing somebody else a favor. No, you're not. You're doing yourself a favor and you're being obedient to the Lord when it comes yeah. to that. When people come to the, in, in the past, how many years have the retreats been going on now?
1: Since 2019.
2: So what's some of the the repetitive, the, the fruit that you always see come out of that? Like every year, different group of people, whatever the case, maybe the speaker lineup is different, but I'm sure there's some recurring fruit that comes out of
0: it. I would definitely say community is huge. Um, and a lot of women just find breakthrough. I know one woman said during the worship, um, God just spoke to her and met her. And that was just like a huge breakthrough in her life. And I would say worship is a huge, powerful part of what we're doing. And just something, um, I was talking to somebody, a speaker, Rebecca Davis there, is that something about being able to worship in a safe place, like feeling like nobody around you is judging. You can just be, It's just between you and Jesus. Yeah. And just letting go and letting him speak into your heart is just so freeing. Um, so I feel like there's been a lot of breakthroughs through worship.
2: Yeah. Plus, you're in a room worshiping with people that you have something very important in common with besides your faith. Mm -hmm. But it's that shared road and that shared pain. Joy, did you have some other things to add to that?
1: No, I was just thinking the same as her that um, breakthroughs, people saying that it was life changing Mm -hmm. and that there was a specific moment when they had maybe one of those revelations like I was talking about before. They had a revelation that set them on a trajectory towards, uh, you know, greater healing. And some of them, I mean, huge uh, weight off their shoulders in just one session, something that happened. And they, again, the community is very powerful, um, knowing that there are people that they can now connect with. We tried last year to do it, to connect them via... Um, small group, well, their area, their regions mm-hmm. in the country, yep. and that works to some degree, but what we're doing this year is little um, small groups that we're calling shepherding groups, so the subtitle of this retreat is He Restores My Soul, and it's going to mm-hmm. be all things restoration, so we have shepherding groups, and so there'll be little groups of 10 or, uh, you know, 10 or less people in this shepherding groups, and you will be able to um, be hopefully connect with folks, even based on a life circumstance. And so that's on site? Yeah. Okay. So uh, maybe survivors of childhood sexual abuse, there will be some groups mm-hmm. for that. So, uh, survivors of, um, or survivors who are still living in their, want to stay in their marriages. And so there's multitudes of different life circumstances, homeschool moms, that we will have. I'm glad you systems. mentioned
2: that. Uh, uh, if you've had sexual, you're the victim of sexual abuse when you were a child, and that was 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, that. You might not be free from that.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Because P- PTSD, uh, trauma doesn't heal without us being intentional and knowing yeah. how to find that healing. And that's what this is going to be Time all about. Time doesn't heal
2: all wounds. No. No, no but,
1: not at all. But <laughs> these keys that we're, we're going to be talking about ways to reach the trauma, because the trauma is just held in a part of the brain that is not impacted by logic at all. Hmm. And so when we can find a whole brain activity. So for me, it was meditation on scripture. I mean, just saying it over and over again, like a mantra. So I like our Western idea of meditation. Yeah. I don't think it compares to what Judaism had. So for me, it was again and again and again, because I realized I had this negative dialogue going in my brain all the time mm-hmm. after the abuse. And so I had to change the yep, dialogue yep. and I did it with scripture and music and worship were hugely powerful in my healing process. So it helped me make God bigger than my abuser because he had become
2: yeah.
0: the biggest thing in the my biggest life. player in the room. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
2: So important. Lauren last, uh, last chance, just inviting folks out.
0: Yes, and we wanted to mention that this retreat also is for people who have been through sexual abuse. Um, that You'll find the same principles for healing is very similar. And we've had a lot of women come that have experienced sexual abuse in their yeah. past and found a lot of healing in fear,
2: so. Yeah, so a little bit uh, of everything in that world, unfortunately. But that's the opportunity that God has presented you today. The retreat coming up April 27th in beautiful Black Mountain, North Carolina. Called to Peace Ministries, called2peace.org is the website. Just click on events or if you look on the Facebook or Rumble feed today you'll see the direct link to be able to register but Joy and Lauren as always thanks so much for coming in and sharing this hope and sharing this healing take advantage of it everybody if you've been down that road please go to, call to peace.org as soon as possible this is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble show God willing I'll talk to you again real soon and like my dad always used to say ever forward
0: another program powered by the truth network